Welcome to day 119 of the new way. We'll break this miracle down into its various parts. I want you to see the context before we get into the actual main event. So I'll read Matthew 14, 13 and 14 first. When Jesus heard what had happened, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. Hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. Matthew seems to indicate that Jesus took his close disciples to a solitary place for the purpose of grieving the death of John the Baptizer. Now let's read Mark's version in Mark 6, 30-32. The apostles gathered around Jesus and reported to him all they had done and taught. Then, because so many people were coming and going that they did not even have a chance to eat, he said to them, Come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. So they went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place. Mark's account seems to indicate that Jesus took his closest disciples to a solitary place so that they could discuss the just completed mission trip and so they could get some much needed rest. And now let's read Luke 9, verse 10. When the apostles returned, they reported to Jesus what they had done. Then he took them with him, and they withdrew by themselves to a town called Bethsaida. Luke records that the solitary place they went was called Bethsaida. I believe that they went away for two reasons. First, to process their grief about John the Baptizer's death, but also to rest and recuperate and process their ministry trip. It is important to take downtime to process times when we have seen God at work in miraculous ways. And it is psychologically important to take time to process grief. Even though we are excited about going to heaven, there is a process that our body goes through that is normal and designed by God to help us accept and learn from grief. If we process it correctly, it will grow our relationship with God. Jesus knew that his disciples needed that time to grieve and he knew they needed to talk about and process their recent victories. But something happened to change all of that. I'll read Mark 6, 33-34. But many who saw them leaving recognized them and ran on foot from all the towns and got there ahead of them. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them, because they were like sheep without a shepherd. 
So he began teaching them many things. And Luke 9, 11. But the crowds learned about it and followed him. He welcomed them and spoke to them about the kingdom of God and healed those who needed healing. And John 6, 1 through 4. Sometime after this, Jesus crossed to the far shore of the Sea of Galilee, that is, the Sea of Tiberias, and a great crowd of people followed him because they saw the signs he had performed by healing the sick. Then Jesus went up on a mountainside and sat down with his disciples. The Jewish Passover festival was near. But I thought you said we were supposed to go rest. I thought we were going to discuss the ministry trip. I thought this was going to just be us. I thought this was going to be a spiritual retreat. How many times I used to wake up and enter my quiet time thinking that nothing was planned for the day. I could catch up on Bible study and have some worship time and maybe a bubble bath. And then the phone would start ringing and the next thing I knew it was almost midnight and I had been busy doing ministry all day with no time for myself at all. Yet I would be covered from head to toe with peace and joy because I had been obedient to the Holy Spirit and God had used me to meet others' needs. Following Jesus is a wonderful adventure that to outsiders may look crazy. If we are following him and focusing on staying obedient in all things, he will make your life very satisfying and fulfilling. There is no greater purpose in life. What do you have planned for today? What part of your day would you say is available to him and his direction? Now, realistically, there are many days when it seems like I am just following my normal agenda. But I try to stay tuned to the Holy Spirit and listen no matter where I am or what I'm doing. He may direct me to speak with someone or to encourage someone, to call or text someone. We don't just sit around and wait for him to guide us. No, we stay busy doing those things that are necessary for our normal life, but always listening and always ready to obey. I don't know whether you've ever seen old reruns of Superman or Batman, but that's the exact picture I want to give you. You are just going about your normal, everyday life until God tells you that you are needed. He begins to give orders that make sure that you are in the right place at just the right time. In his service, Dale.